Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here. Welcome back to Killers Amongst Us, a production of iHeartMedia and Crime Online. When you get out of your car in the parking deck or at the parking lot or you step off the metro or the bus, hop out of your Uber and walk into work, do you ever look around and think, who are these people around me? Who's sitting next to me on the bus? Who's driving my Uber? Who's parking next to me in the parking deck? Usually, most people don't. They're going about their business. They're on a mission. And they don't really want to think about the fact that a huge percentage of people out there are either on parole or probation. No one wants to think about the fact that there are killers amongst us. What happened to Annie Lay? Absolutely stunning young woman and a brainiac to boot, just 24 years old. Take a listen to our friend Randall Pinkston at CBS. 24-year-old Annie Lee was working on a Ph.D. in pharmacology at the Yale School of Medicine. Tuesday morning, she left her office and walked four blocks to her lab near the School of Nursing. Around 10 o'clock, a surveillance camera captured her entering the building. Just after noon, there was a fire drill, but Lee wasn't seen. When she did not come home Tuesday night, her roommate became concerned and notified authorities. Just thinking about that confusion. Uh, with me, an all-star panel to break it down and put it back together again. Former felony prosecutor, now defense attorney, Daryl Cohen. Name partner at Cohen, Cooper, Estep, and Allen. And you can find him at ccealaw.com. Renowned psychiatrist joining me out of the Atlanta jurisdiction, Dr. Angela Arnold. You can find her at AngelaArnoldMD.com. And with us, former police lieutenant, there in the jurisdiction where Annie Lay disappears, the New Haven Police Department, the senior lecturer and director of the Center for Advanced Policing at the University of New Haven and worked this case, 
But right now, to Matthew Chase, investigative reporter with Newsday. You know, Matthew, I was just thinking about the confusion uh, of a fire drill. I would be so peeved at the district attorney's office when a fire drill or some kind of, uh, you know, practice drill would happen. Not being able to see beyond my own case is thinking, well, I'm being interrupted at this moment. Are you kidding? And have to go out on the street or God forbid, in a hotel in the middle of the night when you have to go outside and wait around in your pajamas. I'm just thinking about Annie Lay. I, I think she was down in the basement, uh, a basement science area, chemistry, like a lab sort of. That's how I imagine her. And everybody had to leave the building. Was it a real fire alarm? Was there a fire or was this just a drill? What was it, Matthew? You know, to be honest, I don't know. I know that the smoke alarm went off and everyone in that building in in Amistad exited the building. Um, But I don't think I ever found out if someone... I didn't either. And it may have been just a smoke alarm. Lisa Daddio joining us, uh, former New Haven Police Department Lieutenant, what was the smoke alarm all about? Was there a fire? So what actually happened, it, there wasn't a fire. There was a malfunction in a um, <clears throat> steam vat, if you would, that sterilizes equipment. And so what happened is the uh, individuals that were working on that had opened the hood too quick, and the steam came up and hit the fire alarm, which caused an actual fire alarm to go off. And, and so it was, it, it was a legitimate alarm. It wasn't, you know, a drill or anything like that. Just there was no fire. It had to do with all the steam that was released in that particular room that sterilizes equipment. And you're absolutely sure, Lisa, Daddy-O. Yes, absolutely. Because the first thing I would have thought to Daryl Cohen is that, Whoever took any lay had set off the fire alarm as a ruse to conceal her somehow, force her out of the building, just something. I would have thought it's just too much of a coincidence for the fire, the fire alarm to go off and then she's missing. Sure, Nancy, it's just like a magician. Don't see what I'm really doing because I'm going to take something on the right, something on the left, something on the top and make you look at that, and then I'm going to do what I need to do. So it seems to me that's exactly what happened, because that gives them the cover of, if you will, the cover of darkness. Yeah, you're right. And Dr. Angela Arnold, with everybody pouring out of that building, it's so easy to be lost in the crowd and then not spotted leaving. So that really hurts the investigation, because we don't really know from where she disappeared. Was she yeah. in the throngs of people pouring out of the building? Uh, was she secreted out uh, by and a also kidnapper? And she was a tiny little thing, wasn't she? Oh, gosh, yes. What? She wasn't even five feet tall. She could have easily, she could have been mistaken for a child leaving the building. Very, very petite. So at that point, Lisa, daddy, what would be the first thing? Well, you know what? Let me don't get, I'm getting ahead of myself because they have the fire drill. Lisa, daddy, they did all go back in the building, correct? Yes, they did. Hmm. And at that time, did anyone notice whether she was there or not? So, you know, it's, it it was a weird thing for us because we, thought also that the the timing of the fire alarm was all very suspect. Um, We thought it was a diversion 
um, which caused us investigatively to really start looking at different things because we, we we really just had a hard time saying there's no way that these two events, you know, Annie going into the building and then, you know, us trying to find out what's going on, where she is, and then having a fire alarm all around the same time, there's no way that they can't be connected. Well, I kind of feel the same exact way. Uh, Lisa Daddio joining us, former police lieutenant right there in the Haven Police Department who worked this case. But seemingly, cops are coming up with no leads. Take a listen to our friend. Kelly Wallace at CBS News and Randall Pinkston at CBS. On her Facebook page Sunday, 24-year-old Annie Lee wrote, less than one week till the big day. But two days later, the Yale University doctoral student vanished. FBI agents used dogs to search the building where she went missing Tuesday morning. Lee was engaged to Jonathan Wadowski, whom she met as an undergraduate at the University of Rochester. He is in grad school at New York's Columbia University. They were scheduled to be married tomorrow. Ironically, Lee had written an article about security for a campus magazine, urging readers to take precautions. All cities have their perils, she wrote, but with a little street smarts, one can avoid becoming another statistic. The FBI says there's no person of interest in the investigation, but refused to comment when asked specifically whether Lee's fiance has been ruled out as a suspect. Yale officials say there's no reason to believe that Annie Lee is a runaway bride. A runaway bride? All I can think of is Julia Roberts. I can also think of another woman. I believe her name was Jennifer Wilbanks out of the Atlanta area who was a runaway bride and then tried to blame being kidnapped uh, for that. But long story short, runaway bride, Matthew Chase, reporter on Newsday, you were the first person to bring up that possibility. What would indicate yay or nay on the runaway bride theory? I think the proximity to the wedding. She's supposed to get married that weekend. And uh, she her departure from New Haven you know, up uh, or down to to New York was imminent. And it's just the timing, as as far as I know, that she's supposed to get married and she goes missing. You know, again, I just heard former police lieutenant, New Haven Police Department, Lisa Daddio State, it's really hard to believe that the fire alarm and her going missing at the very same time were a coincidence. Daryl Cohen, I've long said there are no coincidences in criminal law. She's supposed to get married and she vanishes from her place of work in a lab. I mean, how can that be a coincidence? I don't see it as a coincidence. I see it as a possibility of her being like this young lady from Duluth, Georgia, running away or someone who wanted her not to be where she is to uh, extradite the her. wedding. Something like that uh, could be any number of things, and it brings up more questions than it does answers. So that always bothers me, because the more we have an answer, the more questions that arise and the more leads that you guys have to follow. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. 
Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Runaway bride, Dr. Angela Arnold. I mean, I remember the morning I got married at high noon, like a shootout in the old West. <laughs> and um, I remember we decided to get married on a Tuesday and we got married on Saturday. And I was trying to apply hair and makeup on myself, not doing a very good job. And for some reason, I ended up being almost two hours late to my own wedding and I got to tell you, of course, it's the best thing I ever did. Dr. Angie's marry David and have the mm-hmm. twins. But at the time I had been, let's just say a lone wolf for a really long time, <laughs> ever since the, the murder of my fiance, you know, just before our wedding, Keith. And I, I don't know that I was afraid. I just didn't want to risk the same thing, anything even remotely similar happening again. I finally got down to the venue. I saw my dad and I went to him. And then after that, everything was fine, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about this whole runaway bride. If I had had a, a horse to gallop off, on, I, I may have done it. I don't know. I, what well, do you make of the whole runaway bride theory, Dr. Angie? Well, my thought is, I mean, let's not forget everything that we've learned about this young woman and how I don't think you run away from something when you are studying for your Ph.D. in something at Yale University. And it seemed that she was very involved in that. She had a lot of a lot of research going on. And also she has nothing to do with her love life, Dr. Angie. Well, but it does have something to do with her stability. I believe it's her stability. Is that where this is going? Well, we can talk about that later. <laughs> Wisely dodging the question. Well, yeah, I, I have to agree because it seemed to me, Matthew Chase, uh, investigative reporter Newsday, that she was very methodical and well planned out. I, I agree. Gosh, but this coincidence, the fire drill, the wedding the next day, she goes missing. Andrew, excuse me, Matthew Chase, reporter Newsday, brings up the possibility of a runaway bride scenario. So who is the fiancé? Take a listen to Sharon Alfonsi, ABC News, along with Annie's co-worker, Debbie Apuzo. Lee was supposed to marry her fiancé, Jonathan Wadoski, a graduate student at Columbia, this weekend in New York. He's an amazing kid. Wonderful, wonderful boy. 
and he just must be so heartbroken. I just cannot imagine. Thursday, investigators combed over the lab. Later, sorting through dumpsters, looking for clues. Co-workers can't understand how she disappeared in the middle of the day. Look at all the people. How could that happen? She has a little tiny thing, but still, I mean, it's amazing. It really is. It's pretty scary. We're just praying that she's just going to pop up somewhere and everything's okay. We're not going to look at the worst here. And still some say the area around jail can be a very dangerous area. In fact, Annie had written about it herself in the University Magazine earlier this year. She wrote New Haven is an area plagued with thefts and frightening confrontations, but adding with a little street smarts, you can avoid becoming a statistic. What about the boyfriend? Did he, I'm sure, becomes a suspect or a person of interest at the very least to Lisa Daddio, former police lieutenant there in New Haven Police. What about it? So, yeah, you know, we did look at Jonathan originally early on in the investigation, because, of course, with any time somebody goes missing and there's really none of it makes any sense, you start looking at those closest to the victim as somehow being involved. But we were able to rule that out pretty quickly based upon where he was and everything was was verified. So, like, he had an alibi to not being anywhere around or anywhere he wasn't even in the state of Connecticut at the time that Annie went missing. Just thinking this through, is that correct? Matthew Chase, he was had an airtight alibi, so to speak. Remember he goes to school in New York. He's a student at Columbia. As Lisa said, he's not in Connecticut. So he's you know, early on we heard you know, from folks uh from the police, from the FBI that he's not a suspect at all. So placing yourself in a completely different jurisdiction, he's totally ruled out he can account for his movements. Or can he? Take a listen to our friend Sharon Alfonsi, ABC. The wedding has now officially been called off. About 100 state and federal investigators are looking for Annie. They're combing over her computer, looking for any clues. They're trying to figure out if this bride-to-be got cold feet or if she was the victim of a violent crime. Hmm. Victim of a violent crime right there in her lab. She had to be secreted out somehow during that fire drill. But the fire alarm was a result of a smoke alarm that set off the fire alarm. And it's documented now. It came from a steam valve uh, under one of the hoods in the labs. So was this perfect timing? Still can't get away from the coincidence of it being so close to her wedding Back to Matthew Chase, reporter Newsday. What can you tell us about her wedding plans? You know, she actually blogged about the wedding quite a bit. She wrote about it on Facebook. She was looking forward to it. Um, It was, you know, the big day was a couple days away. She would, you know, write on her blog on Facebook about staring down at the ring when she was distracted uh, while she was at school. So this was something that she was very excited about. It was supposed to be on New York's Long Island. It was going to be at a nice uh, venue. Uh, you know, this is this is something she's looking forward to. I'm just thinking about who all Annie Leg would have come into contact with. I believe she took the bus. I guess it was the was it the school transit, Lisa Daddio, or was it the public transit? No, it was Yale's transit, so it was definitely part of the university. Did would you have to show ID to get on? So typically, yes, the students do, or else anybody can use it, correct? So they would use their student IDs to the bus driver in order to get picked up. It could be a student. It could be an employee. It would have to be somebody with a Yale University badge in order to get on to the Yale transit system. 
Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Annie Lay, born in San Jose, California, grew up in a large, very tight-knit family, valedictorian of a graduating high school class, voted most likely to be the next Einstein by classmates. She got $160,000 in scholarships. She got her undergrad degree in cell development biology, University of Rochester, New York. And it was there she met and fell in love with Jonathan Wadowski. They were set to be married. She was studying pharmacology and monitoring effects of various medicines on mice. Now, the campus laboratories were at 10 Amistad Street. She went in that morning and apparently was never seen alive again. When she didn't come home late that night, a roommate reports her missing. Very interesting about the timing of the wedding, now called off, and what clues were left behind. Let's focus more on that fiancé, Jonathan Wadowski, a Ph.D. student at Columbia. Take a listen to Kelly Wallace at CBS. Lee's fiancé, Jonathan Wadowski, a Ph.D. student at Columbia, didn't return emails, but is reportedly in New Haven helping with the search. Two of Wadowski's lab partners at Columbia tell the early show Lee visited him as recently as Friday night and that the two seemed very excited about the wedding. His roommate tells the New York Post that the minute Wadowski learned Lee was missing, he was on a train to New Haven, that he was very distraught and worried. The timing is terribly cruel, the roommate said. Mm, distraught, worried. You know what I find very interesting to you, Daryl Cohen, uh, veteran trial lawyer, joining us at the Atlanta jurisdiction. Daryl, typically when a woman goes missing, you look at the husband, the boyfriend, the ex, the live-in, whoever's the male presence in her life. If you look back 
at so many cases, look at Scott Peterson, look at um, Chris Watts. I mean, the name goes, the list goes on and on. They're not out helping with the search. They're holed up somewhere speaking through their reps. This guy we just heard from Kelly Wallace actually travels to New Haven to try to help with the search. Nancy, I'm troubled by all of this. Here's a little girl. Here's a woman student. Here's a fire drill. Here, how did she sneak out? How did she get dragged out? Wouldn't that create attention? And her boyfriend, excuse me, her fiance, the fact that they do or do not help with the search, to me, that's emotional, not physical, because there's not a lot he's going to be able to do. But I think the fact that he is helping shows that he does care. But that doesn't rule him out, in my view, that just because you don't personally do something, doesn't mean you don't control what is happening. You don't control the circumstances. But I'm very troubled as to how no one saw her leave during the fire drill. Because Well, I understand that very well why nobody saw her. She's about four foot ten. There were mobs of people trying to get out thinking there was actually a fire. I, I can understand that very well. But Lisa Daddio former police lieutenant, New Haven police, about the fiancé, Jonathan Wadowski. Did he travel to New Haven to try to help? Yes, Jonathan did. Um, And he was there as soon as he was notified. And, you know, he was incredibly distraught and wanted to help out in any way that he can. Investigatively, it was important because, as mentioned, we also were thinking maybe this is a runaway bride situation. We did think that in the beginning. Um, when you say was he no, was distraught, what do you mean by that? What did you observe? So he was he was upset. Um, he he was emotional. He was frantic trying to reach her. Um, he, a thousand scenarios were playing out in his head, and, and he was providing us with as much information as he can as to when he last heard from her, and actually even saying that it was so unusual for her for him to have gone. Uh, so many hours without speaking to her on that Tuesday that she was never seen again. And, but again, he never thought that there was anything wrong. He just thought that she was so busy because she was supposed to be leaving um, the very next day to go down to Long Island to start getting ready for her wedding. So he just thought, Hey, you know, she's, she's just, things are just very, very hectic. Uh, I know I'll hear from her soon. And then that turned into being contacted later that night that nobody had heard from her. Nobody had seen her um, to him coming up as soon as he could to meet with investigators, to provide them with as much information as they can. I mean, he was just frantic about where she could possibly be. Lisa Daddio, were there cameras on the school bus that she took to get into work? There, there was one. Um, and so, you know, it did show her getting on and getting off. So, um, was anybody following her at that time? No, um, there was nobody following her at that time. There was nobody following her when she left her office building. Um, nobody following her when she, you know, was walking down the street. And then when she had gone into 10 Amistad, there's obviously cameras there, but it's so busy because everybody's in and out. Yeah. Obviously there's people, um, going in, but they also have to have university IDs. You can't just walk in because it's a research laboratory. 
And so obviously. Well, I mean, I know you've watched the movies, Lisa, because, you know, someone can. I've even done it myself without really trying. Somebody can throw up their key card and you just go in on their coattails, just follow right in behind them. So that that means nothing to me. Even I, with very little effort, my my 13 year old children can do it follow somebody in, get under the gate, go in through somebody else's key card. So while I love key card evidence to track movements, I also know that you can get on a bus or go into a building that's key card requisite very easily without a key card. Um, You just got to be fast. But the fact that no one's following her, you can kind of track her movements then through various surveillance videos you could see her walking into the building at Amistad yeah we were able to see that and you're right Nancy I mean anybody can obviously slip and we've all done it um and and so if somebody wanted to do something they easily could have blended in with the stream of people that were walking into the building um around the time that Annie was also walking in or walking out and plus while you know typically it's Yale University personnel in the building they also have outside vendors coming in um, they have people, salespeople coming in. They have, you know, um, service technicians or, you know, anybody that is coming in to fix um, a copier, for example, where they don't obviously have a university ID, but they're supposed to, you know, have some type of identification in order to gain access to those key carded areas. Tell me about this fiance. What do we know? Did he have any girlfriends? Had he exhibited any angst about the wedding, Lisa? No, not at all. Um, honestly, there was nothing that was indicative of that with Jonathan. Um, we, you know, obviously those tough questions were asked, and, and of course anybody can cannot be truthful about it, but there was nothing giving investigators kind of that little, uh, that sixth sense, if you would, that, you know, something he's saying just doesn't make sense. We really were focusing more on her being a runaway bride on the early part of the investigation, never thinking that she, you know, something bad had happened to her initially. Like, so that first 24 to 48 hours, we're again, still treating this almost like a missing person, um, runaway bride type of thing. Not that there was foul play involved. Back to Matthew Chase, investigative reporter with Newsday. You know, the fiance, Jonathan Wadowski, is investigated in every way possible. What, if anything, was learned about the fiancé, a Ph.D. student at Columbia? Certainly nothing that would indicate that he was capable of, of harming his fiancé. You know, he's a, obviously a great student. The two of them had met up in Rochester when they were undergrads. Uh, he's in New York uh, at the time that she goes missing. As Lisa said, the, the, uh, Annie and, uh, and, and Jonathan were in near constant contact. So, you know, just the sort of stuff that you'd hear about, you know, kind of an average guy, nothing, nothing to miss, nothing that would indicate that he would, she would or, you know, could be a suspect in this. Oh, you know what? Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. My poor, sweet, naive Matthew. Daryl Cohen, they say that about every man that kills his wife. We didn't see it coming. They were so in love. How can this be? Because they confused love with lust, and lust disappeared after normal husband-wife relations. So, look, all of us can be an actor from time to time. I hope your wife isn't listening right now. 
Well, my wife does not exist, so she's listening. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's listening from far, far Divorced. away. Yes, he's single, Jackie. <laughs> now you know. Dr. Angie, whoever really believes that a spouse is capable of killing the other, if you go to their friends, they'll say, no way did this happen. He didn't do right. it. I agree with you. and But it, I'll tell you something, Nancy, in this case, the guy wasn't even there. He was in New York. It just, okay, okay. You're letting the facts just, get in the way of my theory. Okay, it just so seems not to there. Me, I accept it. I accept it. I accept it. <laughs> it just seems they were a happy couple. You know, in my world, that's really hard to take in. But actually, I think you're you're very close to the truth. Guys, take a listen to our friend Sharon Alfonsi, ABC. Investigators say they still don't know if Lay, who was supposed to get married today, was the victim of a violent crime or just got cold feet. But friends say she's not the type to run off. That's very out of character. She would not do it this way. Like she would be very straightforward and, and tell her family and friends and John especially. Friends say Jonathan Wadowski, Lay's fiance, is heartbroken and worried sick. Outside his family's Long Island home, wedding gifts wait at the doorstep. Nearby, at a local florist, they are still hoping for a happy ending. This was Annie's bouquet, which was made today, which we always make bride's bouquet the day before. We're just hoping she's found safe. One thing um, makes me cave in to Daryl Cohen, Dr. Angie Arnold, Lisa Daddio, and Matthew Chase. Matthew, what can you tell me about the location of Annie's purse and cell phone. She leaves that stuff in her office and goes to walk uh, to this lab a couple of blocks away um, where she's last seen on surveillance video going into this building. So left behind her purse and cell phone, and that tells me she's not a runaway bride because if she was on the run, she would take that purse and cell phone. Right now, I'm just thinking about what the local florist just said. They've got her wedding bouquet ready and waiting on her. Where is Annie Lay? Nancy Grace, Killers Amongst Us, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. 
Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.